We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. Little Legends Podcast. Little, Little Legends Podcast. I am your host, The Blevins. Oh, yeah. Joining me, as always, is Boo. What's up, buddy? How's it going, Blevins? <laughs> oh, man, we did it. We we did it. Ready for battle. We did it. We did that. That was one of the best openings to a show i think i've ever been a part of in my life <laughs> um and it's been going good how, how, how about how about you sir you know you always ask us how we're doing but does anyone take the time to ask you how you're doing uh no because we have to introduce our guest as well <laughs> and not forget that we have a third person on the line because the podcast listeners can't tell that there's a third person in the camera and we are joined by none other than mad Hatter, what is up? Uh, hi, hello. I'm so excited to finally be here. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have you. Can you tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself, how, how you somehow uh, found your oh, wait, way into I, this wonderful TFT podcast? Well, I've got, this, I've got this awesome intro that I wrote and then forgot to say because of the whole stupid uh, uh, radio intro that I did. <laughs> we have streamer, cosplayer, Instagram app developer, viral TikTok creator, and winner of G2's Making the Squad 2. Mad wow. Hunter. Well, See, I mean, it. can you? <laughs> did, did we miss anything? <laughs> oh, I also got raided by Scara. That oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> that basically describes how I got here, guys. That's, that's all of it. In all a. Right. In a sentence. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's it, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> All you have to do is get rated by Scara. Uh, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, maybe, maybe it is. But uh, welcome, welcome to the show. It's great to great to have you. Uh, do you have anything you wanna you know talk about? We always like to say, how did your uh, how'd your week go? Oh, and, my uh, week, oh, my week was so great. I uh, I got diamond finally. Wow. I've been hard stuck plat one for an entire month and I finally did it. I was like, I'm going to stream every day until I hit diamond and I did it. So, yeah, that was my highlight of the week or of the month or year. <laughs> <laughs> or so were, you, uh, were you playing back in set one? I was. I was. I made it to diamond four in set one as well. 
Uh, awesome. So you're you're getting back to Diamond, and you, you streamed every day. How does playing on stream make you play like that much better? Do you think it, being on stream helped you get to Diamond? Um, I feel like I feel like it. it I was going to be playing every day anyways. And a lot of people are like, oh, are you going to be streaming? Or are you not going to be streaming? And I was like, you know what? I'll just like stream. And if I get to Diamond, I get to Diamond. At least there's proof that I did it by my, <laughs> like myself. I wasn't boosted. It was all me, guys. Boosted. No confirmed. help. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that was the highlight of my week. I was just the grind to Diamond. And now I will not be playing until sub three because we all know. <laughs> that if you get demoted <laughs> yeah well you got you got your you got your lp right like if you're not at zero then you can play a couple games right no, you can play okay oh. so you're done <laughs> and then, yeah, then yeah, that yeah, is yeah, the yeah, end folks you're done. yeah that's a, yeah, that is the end for a mad hatter on the ladder don't <laughs> mad hatter on the ladder i love it uh yeah don't do what i did last season which was for some reason think that you could push from diamond four up to master in a week um, cause it's not going to happen if you're not already there, that, that's for sure. And you are much, you're much more likely to get pushed down to plat, uh, to plat two again, which is exactly what happened last season for me. Um, but before we get in any deeper, let's go and do our housekeeping. Why does it feel like it's been five weeks since we've done a show, even though it's only been a week? Uh, uh I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it's gotta be all, it, it's gotta be all me. I think I'm just, uh, falling deeper and deeper into madness, but <clears throat> guys, as you know, for those of you who have been listening to us so far in these first 28 episodes, by the way, uh, we're, we are now, uh, almost as old as us. If podcast weeks count as years of life. I got nothing after that. I was, ho- I was ho- I, uh, Boop and I are both just depressed about that. Uh, but we are a prediction <laughs> esports podcast. P R W E D I C T I O N. Make sure you are following us on that and subscribe to the channel, iTunes, Spotify, all over the place. You can search for prediction esports, or you can search for Team Fight Tactics anywhere that you can find podcasts. And we are the first thing that pops up. Uh, we are very proud of that, and we will continue to be there forever, no matter what. Um, until we until we get the multiple cease and desist letters, and I'm sure Riot has sent to us. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, guys, we didn't have game night last week because of Valentine's Day, and I was super lame and did good Valentine's stuff because I'm a, a nice person, but a horrible host of game night so we'll be back this week uh over at twitch.tv slash giant slayer tv and of course at discord.me slash little legends podcast is the place to be for all of the news and everything related to the podcast make sure you're there discord.me slash little legends podcast you can also find the links to our wait for it ready for battle t-shirts we've got those from designed by humans and boop is Really hoping that you can buy a destroy someone soundboard <laughs> t-shirt, 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 and also just the ability to do that. But that is it for our housekeeping, and we dive back into it. So, Mad Hatter, of course, you are known for the variety of things that I mentioned in the intro. Cornucopia, the, plethora. Uh, a, yes. So a, many, so many things. So many things. And I think it all is central around one thing, and that is TFT. So yep. the ultimate question 
What brings you here? Why TFT in the first place? Okay. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. Oh, no need. It was a lot. There's a lot of things that happened that led up to where I'm at. So I'm actually like a new content creator. I've been barely recently streaming since August. Um, So super new. And so the main thing was that I actually was originally an Apex Legends streamer. Um, But I wasn't able to like, I didn't have like a capture card and it was easier just to play on my computer and do like Mm -hmm. things on there. um, So I can have like the notifications and be all cool and stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, So I started playing a lot of teamfight tactics and um, it was still kind of new. So it was back when set one, it was back before we ranked really even came out and then ranked came out. Um, And then, so I kind of just started playing a lot of that. And then it kind of really just like, I started noticing more people like watching me do TFT versus Apex because Apex was more saturated. Um, And so then uh, I just kind of did that a little bit more. And then I remember one day on Twitter, Skara posted something about hosting um, other small streamers to support them and whatnot, and just to tag someone that host like streamed during this specific time frame mm-hmm. and was TFT. And I actually happened to fall into that time frame, and it just like happened to work out. And my friends saw that they commented my name, and then I had a few other friends who saw my friend comment that and mm-hmm. was like, "Oh yeah, hey, you should do that." And I just so happened to be streaming PBE for set two. Um, when he ended one of his streams and he's like, oh, this is one of the people who is on the thread. Let me Mm -hmm. just rate her. And then I got rated and it was kind of one of the craziest moments for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is happening? I'm still new. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. Like, (laughs) and I think that kind of really just kind of started with the whole, okay, I guess I'm playing TFT now, uh, (laughs) thread. And then, um, it kind of went into, from there, uh, I started like playing a lot. Um, I found some really like a great community with that. Some a lot mm-hmm. of people who uh, really wanted to see me succeed and be good at it. Um, so a lot of people were kind of just kind of giving me like free mini coaching sessions, uh, just kind of like being like, "Oh, you need to like consider this, this, and this." And I was just having a lot of opinions from other people, which kind of helped me become better at it. And I started noticing, "Hey, I'm kind of okay at this game. This is <laughs> this is new. I've made it past platinum, guys. <laughs> this is a first for me in any game." Um, and so. For then, that's where I just really was like, okay, like I want to continue to succeed in this game. So I kept pushing for that. And I, there was actually a local tournament, like super, super small, um, that I saw happen. So I went ahead and I attended it. And I actually like showed up like as a last minute register, but I ended up winning it. And so nice. I, I ended up winning the tournament. And everyone's like, wait, who's this or whatever? What's going on? <laughs> And um, I don't know, it was just like all these good things kept happening Mm -hmm. with like streaming and TFT. And I was like, all right, I'm feeling pretty okay. Like, this is cool. And then I saw the the application for G2 making the squad. And at first, I was really hesitant about applying for it. I was like, oh, I'm like not a big enough person to do that yet. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm too small. Like, I didn't feel like I was confident enough or like good enough to be a part of it just yet and um i had another friend who she's also a streamer uh just started around the same time as me and she was actually like pushing for a lot of things and i saw her getting 
some of these things. And, you know, I was like kind of motivated by that Mm -hmm. where I was like, you know what? Like if she can do that, like I can do that too if I want to. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I did is I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to apply. So I went ahead and I applied. I had like just a video. I was like, I don't even know what kind of video to put in. I kind of just had a video (laughs) of me just talking. I'm like, all right, guys, what's up? (laughs) Um, And it was just a short one minute video about like why I started streaming and like TFT. I, cause I used to do like TFT Tuesdays a while back. Mm. Um, they kind of fell off, but that was something I used to do. Um, and so it just kind of like led up to one thing to another. And next thing I know I'm on making the squad. And then next thing I know I'm on a reality show. And next thing I know I'm <laughs> winning and but a bing, but a boom, and yeah. And then so. it all ended when you came on this show. This was rock bottom <laughs> after so much last. success. This is my peak, guys. Just this kidding. is the twenty-seven of esports, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you come on the show, and then your career dies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we 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 didn't tell you that uh, before coming on for a reason. Or else we'd never get guests. Uh, but anyway, so you know, you you said there was like a lot of you know, and then this happened, and then this happened. Like you obviously put in a ton of work. What do you think you did versus some of the other people on the show even before you got on there that helped you take the victory in the end because obviously you're doing something they weren't yeah i mean i i wouldn't honestly i don't know what i could tell you that 100 percent made them want to choose me over everyone else mm-hmm. it was a combination of like well, RNG is definitely one of the biggest things, like being lucky enough to make it to the final round, right? There were some points there where like where we had to choose people to, to eliminate. Like if I wasn't the person choosing, I could have been eliminated. Um, so there was like a bunch of different things. And it was really just kind of showcasing like your personality and um really just being able to hold an audience and like captivating everyone. And I think for me, one of the biggest things that like with that show was I was very much like um I don't think a lot of people expected me to win at the beginning. I was very much kind of a quiet or like more not as confident person mm-hmm. or that's how I felt during the time. And I think some of the other contestants like knew, knew that too. They were like, she was kind of more quiet and reserved. Um, I wasn't as confident. Like the first challenge, like you could see in my face, I was freaking out. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like someone's going to get eliminated. Cause going on to the show, we didn't know that anyone was going to get eliminated prior to it. Mm-hmm. And then when we found out, like we were all like, and I mean, I was definitely freaking out for sure. <laughs> and I think yep. the one thing that like, I had to keep reminding myself throughout the whole show is that like, um there's so many people back home that are going to be seeing all this and it's weird for me because I'm not used to people seeing me as a person on camera or a person who talks in front of others mm-hmm. um and so I just kind of had to remind myself like I just need to just be myself and be okay with whatever presents itself to an audience like whatever happens as long as like I'm okay with it then it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks you mm-hmm. know and I think that was kind of the biggest thing was just really trying to stay true to like myself and speaking from my heart and being like everything that I am and being okay with that. And I think being okay with my insecurities is kind of like what pushed me through and like what kept motivating me and just really like allowed myself to shine at the end, I think. Nice being comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah. is something that my uh, one of my mentors always said. Right, if you're just comfortable with being uncomfortable, things will seem a lot easier. And it seems that you took uh, a lot of that similar advice. Yes, Blev. I thought. See, I had similar advice, but I thought it was be comfortable with making people feel uncomfortable. 
That's okay. what I thought it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think that's originally I... back in ye old English, uh, it was translated <laughs> as that. Uh, but now in our current uh, oh, <laughs> translation, I... it's a little different. My whole life is a lie. <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, anyway. Well, ba- back to this uh, making the squad stuff. So you got to experience the whole thing. You said eliminations were hard. Uh you, you ended up becoming champion. You said it was because, all right, so I am being okay with my insecurities, but let's let's talk about how it felt to win, right? Because you can be nice. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can say all, all, all of them were friends, right? But <laughs> what was it like when they said, you Getting know what? that dub. <laughs> you are the winner. Explain like that. Obviously, it felt good, but like what happened? Where did your brain go once you heard your name? I honestly could not. I like could not believe it. I, I like afterwards. I like looked over at Jack and I was like, "Are you a paid actor? Like, is this real? Is everything happening real?" Like, Hosted I, by Ashton Kutcher. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything happened so fast. It was like, "Oh hey, you're on squad. Oh hey, you're in Germany. Oh hey, we're flying you. Oh hey, you won. Like, what is happening? Is this is this a real life or is this like fantasy or something? I don't know. Yes. Because I was, <laughs> I was definitely shocked beyond belief i i was very grateful um for all the experiences i've had being on the show and i was very like i felt very honored and i felt um very grateful for like the opportunity that i was given the people that i got to meet and like the experiences that i had to go through because i feel like as a person i grew so much from it uh and i don't know like it was very much like i disbelief at first Mm -hmm. um and even afterwards, because I wasn't really allowed to tell anyone, and I was really good at keeping it quiet. Like everyone thought I lost for some reason. Um, <laughs> that I still like didn't have a belief until like mm-hmm. the final episode came out, and everyone's like, "You did it!" And I'm like, "You're right, I did do it. <laughs> I did this." <laughs> yeah, you had to you had to rewatch the episode to make sure that you didn't just dream the whole thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it was because it's not something that happens to people every day. You know, it's true. A, it's just kind of out of nowhere and you're like wondering did i really do this especially when you're not like the most confident or secure person you're like wait did this happen and then you're like wait this did happen and i did do this and like you feel really proud of yourself and you feel grateful and you feel all these like emotions that it's just hard to let them and put them into words mm-hmm. I guess. totally yeah i've always been really scared because when i get surprised i do like uh the elaine push you know i get like <laughs> get really out. yeah like <laughs> oh my god and i start flailing so um i've always wondered what would happen if i was in in that situation they would need to like clear like you know the sp- <laughs> you know like uh they would need to clear like a five foot radius around me just <laughs> in case like if, um, if you were in our uh reality or our tft reality show where you have to get a, a rose from mort dog by winning tft based in-game challenges <laughs> yeah, you, you get a one hour chat with mort dog <laughs> you, get a, you get a one hour dev chat with mort dog where he tells you stuff about the next about the next set that's what that's yeah, what the winner NDAs gets. and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, well, well, that's super cool. So, um, what do you think? You would say in terms of advice, right? And now that you've gone through this whole process, in terms of how if I wanted to get on a show, right? Like if you were gonna give yeah. me a little, a little hint, right? And I wanted to get on a show like this, what would you say? I mean, um, I think the biggest thing is just kind of be yourself, and it's as like cliche as that is, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like. You know, like really at the end of the day, like they're looking for the best person who's like is the best version of themselves. And so if you're going to be like not 
you know, if you, you're going to have this facade and you can't keep up with the same facade, like, mm-hmm. just be the best version of you, you know? So, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're always looking for, so I feel like it was more of looking for, like, the best personality, the best person that can appeal to an audience, the best person who is, like, the most empathetic. Um, they even, like, talked about the three pillars that they look for, and it's empathy, uh, entertainment, and um, humor, I think. Oh my god, I lost it. But those were like the big ones, right? So who who's the most relatable? And I feel like that's something that I was able to be was just mm-hmm. this relatable person that people are like, yeah, like I feel that way too, you know? Like you're a human being, you know? And I think that's kind of something what, like what, especially in content creation that a lot of people are looking towards is just like, I don't want to look at someone who's just not being real or fake or like this seems like so far off you know mm-hmm. like i, I want to like look at someone and be like wait this person's a human being too you know and like they have feelings they have all this stuff and i think that's just probably the biggest thing is just like being the bet the most you that you can be um and just being very honest and authentic unapologetically about. authentic Unapod- <laughs> yeah exactly be unapologetically authentic <laughs> see I, yeah. I feel like they would tell me to be like Maybe be a little fake. Maybe not so much you. Can you change <laughs> your personality, please? Um, you're perfect for this, except please change your uh, just, personality. Just, that would be great. Just, just, tight, just tighten it up a little bit. Just. We like you in a podcast role. Yeah, you... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'd like you to talk about the show afterwards, but in terms of being on the show, if you could just... Uh, different. <laughs> well, way. I think... <laughs> I, I, I think like I think uh in terms of it, it's hard being you, you know what I mean? Like you look at all these people out in the world and and you see these successful people and you, you that imposter syndrome comes in, right? That can there's no way that that can be you unless you actually go out there and do it. I don't think confidence is real in my opinion. I think everyone's faking their confidence. And so if you kind of like go into it with that with that mindset, you know, just saying, "Hey, I'm going to be me. You do you." Right? Because if you're going to dislike me, well, <laughs> At least for me, this describes the type of person I am. I mm. go, well, I don't like you. <laughs> We're rifles now. I thought imposter syndrome was you look at people who are doing successful things and like, oh, these these imposters can't be. If these imposters can do it, then I certainly can. Okay, okay, Blev. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to say something smart. All right, um, ready? Okay. Set. Yep. Go. Ready, ready, right into got that. There. Anyway, yeah, we got there. We got there. But yeah, like uh, it's you got to go into these things because in the end, it's it's you who they're judging, and you want to put your best foot forward, and all that comes down to you. You have control over that, and uh, it's all about how you take the steps into into that improvement. Which seems like that's exactly how you got that victory, right? You couldn't have won without that self improvement. Okay. So we've talked to you and we've also talked to Wondermel, who was our guest two weeks ago about making the squad. Uh, shout outs to G2. I thought that was a really cool event, especially so early on in TFT because it, I mean, TFT wasn't like a huge global thing. It's not like they did it for League of Legends again. Uh, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, uh, more, please. Uh, I mean, I know it's not him and I know that they're working on it. I don't know why I keep bringing it up, but um, it was really cool that they did it. I was super pumped. I remember seeing it at BlizzCon and being like, oh man, 
I have to be at BlizzCon for another uh, for the rest of this weekend and not able to do TFT stuff. But um, I thought it was really cool, and I'm glad uh, that that happened. And I hope they do it again next year uh, well, with TFT again. Uh, also, uh, choose me this year, by the way. Uh, G2. I'm right here. Um, but <laughs> in terms of uh, what you're looking to do moving forward, um, I know you made that cool like and and this is this is i'm gonna sound super i'm gonna sound super boomer here you made that instant it's it's an instagram filter right or is this okay instagram filter where it's like the thing and it's over your head and it's like the roulette thing yeah that's what that means right you know exactly what i'm talking about but it's for which little legend are you you've done that you made that tiktok which i was watching it again today because it's your pin tweet and it gets me every time because you're like if you haven't watched it make sure uh you guys go to uh mad hatter's twitter what what your twitter is mad hatter like with like 15 x's 69 <laughs> okay so it's, it's mad hatter xx3 so xx3 because it makes this face oh uh, makes so it, that's, that's makes the easiest it way to remember it face yeah animated cat face xx3 there you go <laughs> i uh, thanks i hate it um but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding um you go through and you do a tiktok video of you doing poses of a bunch of different little legends and then the last one is of mort you cosplay as mort it gets me every single time so funny um but uh sorry i got i got distracted by thinking i wasn't even watching the video i was thinking about how funny it was um what's next for you obviously you're doing streaming you're doing that stuff what what is your goal in terms of content creation in terms of being in the gaming space what are you looking to do moving forward um yeah so i actually i'm kind of aiming big for goals because you know you gotta start president of esports got (laughs) it of esports everyone (laughs) that's me no um so i think some of the big i'm like looking to do some big things here uh so one thing i really been wanting to to get into and something that i think is, is starting to be there is i really want especially when they open if they open it back up again is to look into becoming a riot partner Mm. um Mm -hmm. or being some kind of association with riot um and i think something that i and this is why you've been seeing a lot of content here is uh in the field of tft there's not very much like there's a there's kind of a lack of content there Mm -hmm. you know um and that's why we that's kind of why I was like, oh, hey, let's do the little like legend thing above mm-hmm. the head because that's so it's easy to make. Well, for me, it was easy to make because it was kind of something that I learned in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's something that gets people more involved with the TFT community because mm-hmm. this is a community I really want to see succeed um, because it's a community I feel like I'm very involved with. Uh, so that was one thing I did. I did the TikTok because I'm trying to get other uh like younger users or other users to see this and be like, hey, I don't know. I mean, older users. They make them younger than you. What? <laughs> Kids are getting younger these we days. We just got okay boomer. We got, we got okay boomer. We got to get, we got to get all these but, old know. podcasters out of the community. No, right. Let me log out of aim real quick. <laughs> I mean, more like different social medias, I guess, right? Different. Yeah, we want different area. Uh, I got to switch my floppies. Uh, <laughs> okay, now you're going too far back. 
And that in and of itself is the most boomer thing you could do. Making a joke about how old you are, that is a boomer thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think these are like some of the things that I've been kind of looking at and just kind of looking at how can I create more content for TFT in different ways that we're not seeing it before, you know? Mm -hmm. So definitely TikTok is one of the biggest ones. I know uh, Wondermellow, she already did a lot of TikToks Mm -hmm. prior and she kind of inspired me to start doing my own. Um, I haven't really done much. I just did the one and it was like a three hour sesh. We're like, you know what? I'm going to just do this thing because I thought it was funny and Mm -hmm. I'm going to post it and see what happens. And I mean, apparently more than just me think is funny thankfully um and then like the instagram filter i was like oh you know what would be cool is let's like make a filter because why not because mm-hmm. that's something we haven't really seen in just gaming in general is just like a trying to think outside the zone of normal content creation mm-hmm. is kind of where i'm going um because i feel like i really want to be able to find a way to connect gaming and uh to like other audiences or just to audiences in general i want to make uh tft or other kinds of gaming like a relatable mm-hmm. thing you know um and i think that's kind of where i'm pushing is just kind of looking at different things and i think the next big thing that i'm working on right now is i'm actually working the kiana cosplay um, for pax east so i will be doing a true damage kiana cosplay nice hell pax yeah east. that's super cool nice yeah. is it gonna be awkward when i have the same cosplay at pax no we're gonna show up in the same outfit yeah, awkward that's that's perfect awkward. We'll get photo ops together. <laughs> yeah whenever 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 blev and i go to weddings we both wear wedding dresses it's true you think we're joking an issue for some people yeah um <laughs> don't invite us to awesome. the wedding then <laughs> Um, I wanted to make a TikTok for um, just for different esports stuff, and the only person that followed me was Chris Hansen, so I did not uh, stop. Um, All right, so on the (laughs) shout outs to the three people who got that uh, who got that joke, and also Um, uh, (laughs) cool. So, so we got to talk about like making the squad and what your future goals are. You 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 talked about YTFT, and so just to kind of like close up this this first half. Um, what is it about you, you've talked about the community, you've talked about feeling, you know, loved and accepted and you, you've had resources that have helped you get to, uh, where you're getting to now. Um, and you, you want to be a riot partner, but inside of community building, right. In, in your opinion, what would be the best kind of thing for TFT in terms of building that community going into a competitive role, right? We were going to add, this is, this is one of those, like, all right, let's let's put it out there and see what we can start getting built because I think we need to have these conversations, right? Because like you said, there's not a ton of content. So, mm-hmm. how would you like to see this kind of go in the next 6 months to a year? You're taking part in the content creation uh, stuff, but where would you like to kind of help this move forward? Yeah, um with the TFT community especially, like I know some of the things I would like to see, I feel like we're lacking in tournaments, but I know that's why we have Giant Slayer TV. That's that's a thing that's uh, happening. And I think it would be really cool to be able to get more of those out. But I feel like in regards of just like not just challengers, I feel like lower uh, level pay- players want to be a part of these too. They want to be able to feel like, hey, I can do this and I can be a part of the mm-hmm. tournament. Because like even if you just like win one round, you already feel so good and it makes you want to push forward or keep motivating and get better as a player. And I think that's something that would be like really cool to like look into or like even if it's like coordinating with like local 
local events for mm-hmm. myself and like getting into esports, going to up to esports centers and being like, hey, um, can we make a TFT tournament and mm-hmm. uh, I can help you? But like, can we do this? Because I feel like this is something that these are things that we need uh, just to get people to excited to want to play it more, to want to, because mm-hmm. it's a competitive game at the end of the day, right? It's a free for all. It's every man for himself and they want to play it. But like, if there's no incentive to play it, then what's right. the point in playing it sometimes? You know, like that's, that's kind of how it is for most games. It's like you need you need an incentive to want to keep pushing or to keep playing. So I think tournaments, like having more of those, even just for like lower level players as mm-hmm. well, is like something that could be a good builder for the community. Um, and I mean, even getting more creative with, like I said, like videos and stuff, like mm-hmm. making like these TikToks, you know, like let's get more of these. Yeah, let's get more. <laughs> <laughs> let's get more like ridiculous Mort Dog like cosplays because let's make little let's make mort dog a little legend because that's that's <gasps> gonna be a thing that's all they i want in my life is they make can't do it that, because no one would ever use another one that, that would be the only they had to make it like three hundred dollars and then they would yes. never they would never make other ones that would be it i i even asked him in his stream i was like hey is Mort dog getting a little legend and he was like well not in the future <laughs> I, I i'm trying to think of the upper bound of the amount of money i would pay for it and I don't know what that number is, and I don't want to say it out loud because I keep I keep accepting a higher and higher number. Yeah, I'm like so just kind that of number. Whatever. I'm like, mm, yeah, I probably would. And then I'm like, if it was done really well, yeah, no, I would. Uh, and then I got to a million, and then I said, yeah, no, keep going. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because like the it seems to be a common thing. We we ask that question to a lot of people a lot meaning almost every guest that's ever come on mm-hmm. and uh they all say the same thing the word incentive keeps popping up so mm-hmm. if, if there's a throughput in and what i'm hearing here at least on this podcast is just give us something to work for yeah. right we're here we're already passionate we're already you know in ingrained in the community we're talking to more and more talking to us right all we need is something to do with this energy now yeah right that's that's not just streaming and hopefully now that you know the the mobile clients coming out spectator will shortly yeah. follow you know follow that um come april may june maybe we'll start seeing like a really yeah. big push into that competitive atmosphere because what the thing i'm so excited about with mobile has nothing to do with i mean yeah of course i want to play while i'm pooping right of course Don't we all? you know i want to play <laughs> Uh, you know on the airplane right but but in the end i'm really excited because it's going to expand the player base hundredfold Mm -hmm. thousandfold right because if you have a phone now now you can play tft and that's going to make everything more competitive that's going to make everything you know more likely to happen and so we just really need we need this mobile tft to work i feel like a thousandfold is more people than are on earth (laughs) maybe Every person in the world will be playing mobile TFT. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. And I heard rumblings, and I don't know if this is true. I did not independently confirm this, but I heard that some of the competitive players were talking about how they would play a tournament amongst themselves for a Popeye's chicken gift card. Like, literally, that is a meme that's been going around because Soju is like, like <laughs> hey, who wants to play in a uh, in a 24-person tournament? Winner gets a gift card to Popeye's Chicken. Like, gets, gets one meal at Popeye's Chicken. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, you get, like, every top 10 player. Like, 100% people want to play it. And it's like, that is, I mean, 
just thinking about like the broader esports uh and like competitive gaming world it's like there's not a lot of other games that are like that it's like the one that came to mind for me and it is a little bit of a stretch is like smash bros melee where like it back in the old days you know when when mad hatter probably before mad hatter was born by the way uh but the old days like melee players would like literally be traveling eight hours to go play in a tournament in someone's garage for like 50 bucks like it makes no sense it's super grassroots it's like the amount that people want to play is so much and like you get the top players and like in in other games it's like you look at like Fortnite, or I mean, I don't even want, I don't even want to I don't even want to point fingers at, at at different games, but it's like they're not like with TFT similar to Melee. It's like people love the game so much and they want to push what they're doing in the game to that level, like like outside of the fact that they can make a bunch of money doing it. So I think that's something special that we don't see a lot uh, anymore. I mean, it's like. You look at the new, whatever new game, it's like, oh, I'm going to be pro in this because, like, that's the game and I can make money doing it. It's like, no, we'll play, we'll play tournaments uh, for a Popeye's chicken gift card. So we're here. We're, we're here. Let's do it. So that is great. And that is a nice little encapsulation of what and who Mad Hatter is and what she's looking to do. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about patch 10.4. For TFT, stick around. We'll be right back. We're now going to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports and esports. March Madness, the Masters, Major League Opening Day are right around the corner. Bet Online has you covered with all the latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. The best part, when you sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus. The Wilder Fury rematch is going down this Saturday night, and we can't think of a better way to wager on the fight than doing it with actual free money. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's super easy, and if you're already into sports and esports betting, it's a fantastic way to support the show. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. Uh, we're going to be talking about patch 10.4 with Mad Hatter here. So we were going to start off our patch notes like we always do and read the pre-written little thing at the beginning that we love oh so much. <laughs> oh, not. but not this one. Uh, We've got something to say about this I've one. I've got something to say. This one starts off, Greetings to all Craggle players and everyone else who has yet to find the light. I'm going to stop you right there because <laughs> Kiki is the best little legend. Not close until there's a more dog little legend. But Craggle? Craggle. You, we're, we're talking about Craggle? We, we've got this edge lord over here. This right, 
<laughs> Riot Beernana, right? Whoever that is do, doing the Craggle game and then guilting us on the Craggle game. Unless I know who Beernana is and I know who I know who you are. Don't take that personally. It was for the joke. Wait, do you do know who they are? Yeah, he, he Riot Beernana does a lot of the patch notes. Oh, okay. Yes. I mean, we recognize the name. I thought you meant you like know them personally and like get them on I know who you are. I know what you did last summer. There's a boomer reference right there. Um, Headliner. We reworked the Glacial Trade to have a bit more punch. Your Glacial Champions will now generally stun less often, but they'll also deal additional magic damage with each stun. We we also nudged Crystal and Poison down a peg or so while buffing the, quote, Death Can't Stop Our Love duo of Senna and Lucian. Take this portal if you're looking for... Oh, wait. <laughs> leaks patch, the other Leaks patch notes. Yeah. It's there. Uh, I read it word for word. Let's get into it. Yes. Uh, Beer Nana, come on the show and talk to us about the little things that you write. We'd love to talk to you about it. Um, but also, Crackle sucks. Unless you're talking specifically about uh, it tasting like rock candy, I don't want to hear about Crackle being good. Yep. Um, yep. It does actually have pretty good taunts, but We've got a nice little infographic of the patch highlights, and these are actually pretty, uh, pretty, pretty small patch notes here. We're we're nearing the end. I know on Mort's dog, uh, Mort's dog, Mort dog's uh, stream, he said this isn't the last patch, but it's close um, before set three. So um, we'll start off here with the traits. Crystal damage threshold is now going from one hundred sixty max damage to one ten. 60 so just a slight nerf there you're able to take a little bit more damage uh with crystal two uh glacial stun chance going from 20 35 50 percent to 25 at all levels and then they're adding the 75 175 350 bonus magic damage on stun for 246 glacial poison mana increase is going from 50 percent uh, down to 33%. So pretty big nerf on poison. Bad Hatter, what do you take away? What's a, what, what is you, the biggest thing on these traits uh, for you? Uh, I think what's something kind of interesting that I saw that I might be curious to try out and I was talking about this is this last patch we, I was running a lot of like the ranger, poison ranger comps mm -hmm. and everything. Um but with that, I was running Ezreal as a ranger, and mm. now that they're adding like this magic damage um, on top of the... That's what they're doing, right? Adding the magic damage yep. on top of the stun. Mm -hmm. yep. um, I'm wondering how that like could affect Ezreal, and like maybe mm. we might start seeing more Ezreal carries. Mm -hmm. um, and like if they, people still want to try running that out. Yeah, you, you turn Ash into a Glacial, you still get all that extra damage too, right? You could, you could, you could probably true. run a, a, a decent Glacial Ranger comp after this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or um, like, yeah. Because even with the um, Poison, even though it kind of got nerfed, like Singe getting a buff, you can still add Twitch for your second Ranger and yep. still run the Poison Ranger Glacial version of it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. I, I like that the poison mana increase is going down too because if you if you kind of look at like the most successful comps right now, poison appears a lot mm -hmm. along with crystal. And when 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 there gets to be a point where people are just adding Tarek and Ash like into a comp because yep. they're just that good, mm -hmm. right? Uh and, and it's so funny because a couple weeks ago we were like, Oh, this is the most balanced patch ever, then all, all of a sudden, right, we're here and we're like, Oh, if you're just adding 
Tarek and, and Ash, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that just goes to show how min-maxi, like, the top-ranked players are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, eventually, something will mathematically take the the place of the best comp. And right. uh, Crystal and Poison definitely showed showed itself uh, recently on this last patch. So 33% still a lot, right? It's a third. So it, it's going to be very effective uh, regardless, right? If mm-hmm. you're delaying your ultimate, you're delaying your damage uh, your, or, or big CC or uh, damage mitigation uh, that 33% longer. Mm-hmm. 50% was just way too much in my opinion. 50% was huge. And I think this indirectly buffs mages, obviously, for the reason of they just got so just dumpstered by poison. It's like you ha- you're like you need so much, especially when you're like building a like hyper carry even like vigar who has a pretty small mana pool but you're playing him with like uh spear shojin or seraph's embrace and it's like that extra increase in mana like compounds to all of his additional casts as well he doesn't get the first cast off which is huge then also all the additional casts which you're normally like machine gunning with vigar get even uh further apart and it just it breaks down it's something like brand or annie or someone who's in that sort of mages or summoner inferno type of comp is just never even alting in the first place and you just lose um so i think this shifts the the focus a little bit more towards the middle of like sometimes you can run a magic damage comp and you're not just maxing out on like oh we're gonna go rangers we're gonna go physical damage because we can just run poison we can run berserkers and just have poison and be like oh yeah nice nice brand idiot it's never alting or it's alting once (laughs) ever um and i have mystics it's like it it just turns it off so much it feels a lot like feels similar to old demons where it's just like Yep, you totally, just don't totally. get to cast. You don't get yep. to play the game and do do the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the fantasy of what they're trying to pull off right. is being taken away because of how uninteractive it feels. Right. Because right? It, it definitely feels like a plug-and-play situation. Oh, I can be competitive. Just, uh, I'll start with Kog'Maw, switch them out later. You, you know what I mean? Right. And with Poison and how little it takes to actually trigger it with mm-hmm. just the couple units you need, uh, three units that you need, it's... Uh, it's just way too, way too effective. When yep. a certain trait is deleting another trait from the game, pretty much, there's a problem. And I think that's kind of what they're working for here. Thirty-three percent seems like a good thing, right? Like you're, because what are you? Because it has to be about give and take, right? If you're going to be investing mm-hmm. into poison, right? What are you taking away this time? It's going to be all right. You're actually not going to be taking away as much damage, especially against mages. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really important because right now they weren't giving anything away they're just taking away from other people just like demons yep from way back in the day i'd like demons to come back though i like that archetype that fantasy i thought it was cool i thought the like gaining man gaining additional mana off of them was nice it was just like uh well guess you don't get to play that that was what sucked it was like oh i get to cast really quickly that was cool all All right right. boop let's move on to some champion balance tier one Orn spell damage is going from 1 to 300 to 125 to 50 to 450. Orn 3 getting a big buff. And remember, that's following that buff to where his uh, debuff on his electric breath mm-hmm. uh, is now 12 seconds. So they're they're leading into Orn some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talia starting slash total mana going from 50 to 80 to 30 to 80. Uh, Talia getting another nerf in a second patch. Yep. Uh, Senna ally damage bonus uh, for tier two going 15, 40, 65 to 20, 45, 
70. So we'll, we'll stop there because um, uh, we're going to get some Lucian stuff, but yeah. basically I kind of wanted to take this time to, to talk about Senna and Lucian uh, because let's go ahead and read the Lucian buff real quick. Lucian spell attack damage uh, ratio 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 to 0.5 at all ranks. Um, it's so funny because when they were released, they nerfed them to oblivion right uh remember and so now it's very interesting to me how a comp can start so strong be dormant for so long and all of a sudden get kind of like touched up again Mm -hmm. uh near the end it's just that's such a great example of like the evolution of a meta right it is exactly the lovers and how they're getting buffed because there's such a problem before now they're getting buffed that causes some anxiety Mm -hmm. to me yeah it's I feel like soulbound in general is probably a tough trait to like it's tough to balance champs that have that trait because it's like yeah you want them to be useful but also on average they're going to be around a lot longer especially with something like guardian angel that keeps like if you put the guardian angel on the Senna the Lucian just stays alive for a very long time um, and that's where we saw I mean remember that one patch where Lucian would just delete an entire team like he would literally <laughs> triple you know, giant slayer one 1.5 v9 the entire team because he would be dead the seno would die but then ga would go off the she'd get de-aggroed so the the assassins or whatever would jump to someone else and lucian just alts and just goes completely off and kills literally six units by himself um it's hard to balance because like the other end of the spectrum was like Lucian got his alt nerfed and he just feels like complete trash, even with even with lights. Um, so I think that trait itself is hard to balance in the fact that there's only two of them. I mean, it makes sense thematically. It's just um, it probably makes sense from a power level standpoint, too. But it, it, it it's tough because it's like shadow and light are literally like the opposite there's no crossover between the two so it's like do you need to go light do you need to go shadow does it matter can you just put them into anything um i mean we're only going to have probably one or two more at max patches left of this um set with them in it so i don't know it's um they've been an interesting they've been an interesting addition because i feel like they've never been like just okay like oh yeah i can i can add the senolution package to this comp and it's going to be all right it's always been like it's always been like it's either broken or i don't want either of them for any reason <laughs> it's been a weird it's been a weird balancing act with them uh what do you think about it mad hatter if you played a lot of lucian senna before yeah, actually, Lucian Senna was kind of like one of my favorites when they first introduced it. Mm. But I feel like I agree with you on a lot of the points where it was just like they were either broken or they I don't really want to use these people. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting, like like you said, how they're two different, completely like shadow and light. Mm-hmm. And the inability to combine the two. I mean, yeah, you can probably add in a Kindred for the Ranger if you have the Vein and then you have that shadow and then you add one more. Or like the synergy is not necessarily the most like a hundred percent and um it's very interesting i feel like this i feel like we're kind of doing a circle a full circle here on our comps Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with uh this patch because the this seems to be something that like especially when they were first introduced like the light spellbound thing was kind of pretty 
relevant. Mm -hmm. And then we had the last few patches where we're kind of like, okay, let's, we don't really want these lights aren't as good anymore. But I feel like we're going to see a lot of light, light spellbound being played again this next, uh, this upcoming patch, especially with these like buffs here. And then like the nerfs with everything else. Mm. Yeah. The other thing about soulbound and trying to think if there's, I mean, singed kind of is in the same boat. Um, nothing's coming to mind off the top of my head uh, from set one, but you might, you guys might be able to think of something where it's like they ha- technically have two traits where soulbound is one and light for Lucian or shadow with Senna is the other, but like really they only have one. Because if you don't have both of them, they only have one. Then trait. what are you doing? Right, yeah, right. Exactly. You've got one trait, and it's like even like on a like powerful unit. And I mean, maybe that's that's another thing that they could theoretically do is like a balancing is like make a really strong statted unit, but have it have no traits, like just a, a do, neutral one. Uh, oh yeah, that that's that's a super cool idea. I, I mean, actually I should, like the fantasy of Soulbound a lot. Yeah, right? just like it's in, very cool. In terms of the thematics of it mm-hmm. a lot. It, it would be cool if like you could maybe no one else is soul banned, but there's a spatula combination that makes someone soul bound, right? That'd be super broken. But yeah, that would like, prob- about possibly be broken. Uh or like oh, please or, no blade master I mean, soul I want it, but no something like that. Um but like oh. or the or the but like well, his alt would basically, suck. But yeah. I, I like the fantasy of it, mm-hmm. but I think this is one of those instances where the fantasy is really cool, but in practice it's not really quite working right because mm-hmm. we're not even getting to that fantasy right because we only have one unit that we can do that with right so we're not getting to the fantasy it's because the they're monogamous boop come on <laughs> uh, the stats aren't good <laughs> enough uh to, to push them over right. and so there's just many a thing in games right where you just give them a little bit too much of a tap on the behind and all of a sudden they're everywhere right yeah. uh and this is this is this was, in my opinion, in terms of set two, it, was, it wasn't that fun for me when these when these two characters were good, right? So it's just like a me personal thing. Mm-hmm. But I, this is not necessarily the direction I would have gone. I probably would have, to be completely honest with you, this might piss more off more than anything. Um, so definitely, I would, yeah, I I probably just would have left them alone until the next set because I don't know if Soulbound something that we necessarily need to be keep tweaking unless it's something uh, that's going to be transitioning over uh, into set three uh, because I don't know. I, I feel like the, the trait's a little bit of a, of a fail based on how, how it's gone, right? It's either been overpowered or underpowered. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with that part of it, but I think that's exactly the reason that you do want to keep tweaking it because it's like, can we have like, if we, if they tweaked it to like, well, what can we push to have? What is the maximum power level we can have something that stays around for an additional, you know, five seconds in a in a match than it normally would? Like the average lifespan evolution is f- is five seconds more than what a normal like f- four cost carry would be. Range carry would be. How far can we push this champ? And how much of a cost does that need to be? Do you need it like? The cost would be like, well, you have to run this subpar unit of Senna or something like that. Um, I think playing around with that is interesting. I do obviously feel that uh, the Soulbound did feel a little lackluster. I thought it was cool. Uh, Like you said, I thought, and thematically, I mean, 10 out of 10, as far as I know, from the the theming of it. But I, I think that it being like 
now is, I think, the perfect time to be testing out these things that are kind of cool or could be cool or concepts, things that you can pull from these that could be cool for future sets. It's like, well, what about units that don't ever die? Like, if there's if they made uh, a unit haven't that... haven't they been doing that this whole time? Yeah. Right? Like... <laughs> yeah, well, but what it... does it matter if they change it now? Who cares how the set ends, right? Like, it's two so weeks So what left. does it matter if Soulbound is, is touched again then, right? So like, Because I you're think... gaining that information at that point. You're gaining an extra, like, month or whatever of information. I, okay, but I, I, totally, I totally understand where you're coming from, and you're totally right. Mark, give I me the rose, not boo. I think what my <laughs> argument kind of boils down to is if they never did anything with Soulbound and those resources were put somewhere else, right? Would anyone have noticed? Is some is are people out there being like, we need we need soulbound right now? Can you please buff soulbound? I'm not necessarily hearing that. And again, uh, this is this is this is personal for me. I hated it when it first came out. Yeah. And I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on it because I'm like intentionally being controversial right now. Yeah. I mean um because this it, it, because that goes against my like morals, right? It's like, oh, why would you just give up on something because it's the end? I think right? they're not giving up on it because it's the end. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right? like, okay. Gotcha. Like, like, because uh, in my mind, when I say things like that, that's exactly what I'm doing. Oh, just give up on, you know, we'll just wait mm-hmm. till the next set. Right. Mm-hmm. But when there's time to experiment, when there's time to do other things and, and make things special and get that information, mm-hmm. we don't know if something like Soulbound's going into the next set. So the assumption for me versus you is, you're assuming that they're keeping it, they're testing some things, and maybe in set three they're going to be able to apply some of the, this information. To well, do probably not really set cool. three, but definitely or four or five. Right, right? right they right. have the information. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and I think a lot of that crazy experimentation should happen kind of like at the beginning, uh, in, in terms of what that process is. Basically, what this really boils down to is I don't like Soulbound. I right. don't think the fantasy ever made it to where it wanted to be. I never liked Hex Tech for that same reason. And I kind of mm. am just like lumping all that together. It's sure. just like, I'm glad we had it. I'm glad we got to experiment with it. Uh, and it was cool to kind of try it out, but I don't really want it back. So I don't really want you to work on it. <laughs> like, right. And that's like a me being personally affected by it. I don't know, Tasha, what do you think? I um, personally, like, I love lights. I love running lights. I chose light for <laughs> my thing. Shout out to Benny, by the way. <laughs> on G2 making the squad, I was a light summoner. Those my two combinations. Uh, but, like, so I think what this is actually doing is allowing more people to go back to running lights again. Mm. Um, because mm. we kind of stopped running lights. And it even says it in the title. It says, everyone else who has yet to find the light. Uh, let's increase soul... soul. Uh, words you know let's in, <laughs> let's buff senna lucian let's mm-hmm. make that more prevalent pre- prevalent again wow words are hard today and they're let's, hard let's, for me every day <laughs> and let's 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 get people to play lights again but let's let have them play lights where we have this soul bound that we want to experiment with um because this could potentially be maybe this is something that we're going to see in set three and that's why they mm-hmm. are pushing it they maybe they're experimenting how how is the light trait affected with the soul bound what how is that affected right. with the shadow like what 
Like, you know, I think they're trying to see yeah. how they want to maybe add that or transition into set three. And if they don't, then, I mean, yeah, we can go back to saying, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That Like, you're, you're, you're putting it perfectly, right? Like, that that's exactly it. With the information that we know, we can have a debate like this. But in the end, we won't know until set three is actually out. We'll have exactly. to remember that we had this debate. Yeah. <laughs> Which I will, because I remember everything. I don't even, I, yeah. I think that it right now well with the exception of if they want to like have the if they want to like close the time capsule on a set in a good spot so that they can bring it back um in a future date which they've talked about like the idea of before um then yeah i want them to keep doing that but i don't want them to change too much um i think even even less so than the like how do we test a unit that is like that stays alive longer i want them to test out the like this like Senna and Lucian basically only ha- they're they're half of a synergy like ha- or half powered synergy wise because that soulbound is not like a synergy in the traditional sense. So I, I I'm more like let's figure out how powerful or not powerful something can or needs to be in order for it to be playable when it only has one synergy that's relevant. Um, so I don't know. I uh, I but also it's don't the live. It's like the live game the place to do that when they have like testing that they can do internally do you need the larger audience to to test that kind of well, stuff out? i also think that some people probably really like lucian senna as a, an idea even though it didn't work out for us i mean i kind of like it i thought it was all right i like <laughs> lucian better than lucian senna specifically that's why, that's why i prefaced it with like this is a very personal opinion yeah right? i also liked yeah. senna better than lucian like senna alone in the original rangers comp where she like buffed the whole back line uh, of yeah. Rangers. I thought that was cooler than like Lucian Senna combined was always like, eh, I mean, it's powerful, but I don't really care. Um, yeah. Totally. yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, any, any closing words on, on that one? Like I'm being kind of a dick bag, right? I'm being <laughs> like a total game, like that, that like edgy gamer. that's like, eh, that's totally what I should sound like to most people. But me mm-hmm. personally, I just don't like it. And I, and I, I want them to kind of touch on some other things. Like I love the glacial change for that kind of like the exact same reason. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm, I'm being picky choosy on yeah, where I'm well, applying, where I like it. And I, I'm totally aware. I just don't think that the Lucian Senate thing was a success. I think they definitely, and did. I'm ready to call that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't even disagree with that. I think the glacial change makes a lot more sense. Cause it's likely like glacial. I feel like is much closer to being like an evergreen, mechanic that they bring back all the time so they yeah. probably want that to be in a cool unintended place for glacial because we might see uh maybe not glacial but maybe ice beams huh, huh? Yeah. space get it That's um deep. okay moving on to tier three changes uh I'll, I'll just do the the rest of them um azir starting in total mana going from 7500 down to 50 100 so making that first cast a little bit harder nocturne getting an attack speed buff um from 0.7 to 0.8 i know uh Sphinxy boy probably pretty happy about his uh his, his literal dad nocturne getting a getting a buff there uh, we talked about Lucian already. Olaf, my boy, my bearded brethren, getting a hundred health, going from seven fifty up Beard to eight fifty. Yeah, uh, you you took you take. I I what I want them to do is adjust Olaf's beard length to like reflect the fact that he has a hundred more health. Uh, he's also getting his spell attack speed 
bonus is going from 100, 150, 450% to 125, 150, 450. So a tier one OLAF getting a little bit better. Um, uh, also, uh, this is actually a pretty important uh, bug fix uh, along with some of the Olaf buffs. Is Olaf spell uh, uh, now properly cleanses and immunizes all attack speed slowdown effects. So it wasn't doing ooh. it for all of them. And so now with that uh, bug fix, that's another slight uh, buff uh, to Olaf nice. in general where he's going to get all there's going to be no uh, penalty for attack speed anymore That's because awesome. it was applying for in some situations uh, with this bug. So the consistency yeah. is going to be a little bit more of a buff. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, there. that's that's that good. That's good to lump in there. Um, Singed at tier one is getting a buff going from 150 damage up to 225 at level one. Uh, level two and three are staying the same. Taric invulnerability duration is going from three seconds, three seconds, five seconds to 2.5, 2.58 seconds. So if you get that tier three uh, Taric, you can sit back and relax. And then Zed, last change here, Zed is getting attack speed buff from 1.0 up to (laughs) 1.1. I want, I want, huge. I want to uh, kick this one off by talking about the Olaf change. Not because I think it's particularly impactful. I think it, you know, will probably bring. I mean, Berserkers have been hovering around very good to medium plus and like everywhere in between, um, pretty much for the duration of set two, um, once they got the original six Berserker buff. Um, but the reason I bring this up is because I was looking at the comments for the patch notes um, today. And, and and they came out today, by the way. So they've only been out for, I don't know, maybe six hours of the time of this at the time of this recording. And the first like there are so many comments that were like, why did you buff Olaf? Why? Why is Olaf getting buffed? Why did he need to get buffed? He didn't need to get buffed. He's so strong. Why did you do this? He needed to get nerfed, blah, blah, blah. And it's like. This is like so much amplifies exactly what Mort has been saying and like what we've been talking about where it's like. Olaf is the type of champ that if you don't know how to play around him, you don't know to build a Morello or mm-hmm. a um, a red buff or uh, what have you. He just dominates and can be unbeatable if you don't have something around uh, to build around him. So I, I'm just curious on what you guys think about like Olaf, the noob killer in air quotes, uh, getting a buff here when like, literally already saw so many people complaining about it, even though he does like he, we looked at it last week and he's literally the least popular four cost champion <laughs> at, at high yellow. Uh, I mean, what do what do you think about that one? Uh, Mad? Um, I, I'm kind of excited. I'm excited to see how that's going to affect it because I know Olaf was like, like you said, with the Morellos and with the red buff, like mm-hmm. he was kind of getting countered, especially on the higher level. And uh, with the with the Rangers, like uh, the Rangers were kind of taking him out pretty fast too mm-hmm. because um, he was like what close close champion unit trying to mm-hmm. attack fast enough, faster than a Ranger who's going to just melt him. Yep. Um, so I feel like this this could be a good change actually and i think we're going to start seeing more especially with the additional uh glacial magic damage added onto that true um we're going to probably start seeing a lot more glacials and the berserkers going back into it um so yeah i'm i'm actually not upset about this i feel like he did need to be buffed because even when i would try to play him i was like this is impossible to play him at this rank Mm -hmm. uh and it was like what plat one like 
that's like above, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like for a higher level, it's it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all aboard the Olaf train. Like, make him the best <laughs> champ. I mean, the only reason I don't want him to be the like overall best champ is because then people are going to be taking my Olafs. But I want to be using him all the time. What, what, what do you What do you think? What I want to hear? I want to hear the dissenter's opinion. <laughs> um, I like the change. I love Olaf. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Olaf. He's just a lovable guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just a, he's just a lovable guy. He's just a big bearded dude, man. I mean, what could you, what can you not like about a big bearded well, dude? Come I mean, on. It, it's so funny because, like, in low elo, of course he's screwing with you because he's probably helping freeze your whole team, right? But, right. like, at, at high elos, he literally can't even make it to his target. And right. so, like, like that, that's what they, they just don't know. It's hard, it's hard for people to kind of think outside of, of their worldview, right? And be mm-hmm. able to see, to, to be able to, like, make the, the jump of, even though I'm struggling with it doesn't mean it's broken, mm-hmm. right? Because I because I beat it means it's weak, right? right? Like I think it's really hard for a lot of people to 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 be able to say, you know what? I I have a really big problem with Olaf, but you know what? This these guys who know stats and stuff might know a little bit more than me. Um same exact uh, argument you could have used against me a little earlier uh, in terms of the <laughs> Senna. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm happy to live in all of these worlds. Right. Uh, but the but in the end, like, you're going up against Rangers, right? One, your Zerkars are just not really going to do much, right? Because that's the counter. And then two, you can't even walk up to an Ash without dying, no matter where right. your Olaf is. You needed an Olaf 3 to, to, to work it out. So he's not glacial proccing anyone because he's dead. And so are the rest of the right. Zerkars. Um and so I think he needs this because the 100 HP is going to help him get to his ultimate that now doesn't mm-hmm. have any bugs. And yep. with the glacial change, he's going to be doing a lot more on hit effects if the berserks are there too. But it's still going to be bad versus what he was already bad at. Right. right? Like, I don't think this is going to overcome the things that he would, what he's good at, he's still going to be good at. He's going to be better at what he's bad at. He's going to. Con- he's going to continue to be bad at you're going to, yep. if there's an Olaf, you have to build a Morellos. You have to build, you know, healing, uh reduction you have to build grievous Mm -hmm. right so yep if you're not doing that you're just not playing the game right and that's on you (laughs) get good idiot (laughs) and uh you know and just because you disagree doesn't mean it's wrong i i wish more people in in the world would would live that way but yeah it it can be a little hard when you feel like your voice isn't being heard and it's being lost in the ether it's easier to say this is trash then think about the nuances of why yeah. you might be bad with Olaf versus you know, all these other things. Yeah. Um, this reminds me, so the uh, Legends of Runeterra first balance patch came out today as well, actually. And they made um, they made some changes that are specifically, I mean, it's in the similar philosophy of, of, of this change. It's like they're not balancing to bronze players. Which I think, like, to me, it's like, well, yeah, just balance to the the top players, like balance to the competitive meta, duh. But that's not what people always do. Like, so many times in Hearthstone, I know, like, I, I, I look at changes and I'm like, well, did they really need to do that? No, they didn't. Because it's just like, well, the, all the mobile players hated it. And like, so much of their, and like, I get it. They understand where they're, you know, they understand how their bread is buttered, right? Like it's mobile players buying packs. I get that. And if they lose those players, then, you know, whatever, but it's just nice to see 
and this is a perfect example, and there's a couple examples in the uh, Runeterra patch notes as well. Granted, they're completely different teams, so the only reason I bring it up is because they're both Riot, and I'm happy about both of them, is like, they have the ability to see the stats, even though, and the, the, the Olaf changes are like a perfect, like, shining example of a lot of people aren't intuitively, who are at Loriello aren't intuitively understanding why this change is happening, and in fact are calling for the opposite but they're letting these stats for the higher elos dictate the decisions that they're making because that's where the health of the game uh emanates from low elo players can learn and when they are going to learn they're going to learn by watching better players so if they nerf olaf he just never sees play again he's already not seeing a ton of play um or he wasn't, or he was already not seeing a ton of play. So instead of being like, well, uh, all the, all the noobs hate him. So let's just ban him. Uh, <laughs> they are like, no, let's actually buff him. And even the, the, so there's a very good before I, I'm going to, I'll wrap this up for you yeah. because there's a really good uh, colloquialism in regular league of legends. There okay. is a character named master Yi. Yeah, that is exactly the same in League of Legends, right? So basically, if you're at home, I'm sure most people are familiar with Master Yi. If you mm-hmm. if you're in any way, shape, or form associated with League of Legends, Even right? He's in. He's a Blade Master in the current set, but he is the noob killer. And not there's no question about it. He is the noob killer. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the stats are something like in bronze and iron and silver, Master Yi's win rate is like obscene. But the higher you go, the lower it is, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're bronze and all the information you have is Master Yi just shitting on you, yeah, right? <laughs> the whole time you're going to say, this guy needs a nerf, mm-hmm. right? But you don't have any, you don't have the proper information to be able to come to a different conclusion if right. you're bronze if you're silver right so that's why you're so loud about it but you have to go through that personal growth right once you mm-hmm. kind of see oh if i get grievous uh because i think grievous is incredibly overpowered in regular league of legends right now and no one buys it at lower elos right because it's not as flashy everyone right. just wants to do damage right mm-hmm. um if you buy cc you, know, you gotta to do cc yeah 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 so like <laughs> Master Yi's the same thing in regular League of Legends. It's the same thing here for Olaf. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what, guys? You might not know now, but eventually, hopefully, fingers crossed, you will understand why you're wrong, and you'll come over to the other side. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, those people who are outwardly calling for, for the opposite just don't currently have the correct information to understand the reasoning behind right. those numbers. Because, again, like if Poison's also going to be there, Olaf is already never even getting to the ult. He was dead. Right. He might as well have been a one-cost unit. True. And a lot of better. those like, higher ELO games, right? Right. Would have been better because you would have saved money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's kind of my feelings on that. Yeah. Tasha, do you have any closing words on any of this patch stuff? No, no. This pretty much sums up everything. Um, I feel like... Like I said, I I think everything's just going in circles right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. something that happened at the beginning is now what's happening at the end Wait. versus like there was everything in the middle. Wait, <laughs> it's going in circles, circles moving around in speed, so. circles, UFOs. Ah, <laughs> uh, anybody? <laughs> set three, it's coming. Um, we don't have any information on set three yet, though. According to Mort's stream, he said that there was going to be. Uh, new info coming on set three this week at some point. I was hoping it would be before this episode, but 
unfortunately, it is not. They need um, to get on our timeline. They need to get on our timeline. Is exactly uh, <laughs> is exactly correct. So that is going to be patch ten point four, everybody, and that is going to wrap up. Wait, Put, we got uh, one important question. Oh, I know. I was going to say that's going to wrap up our normal portion of the show, but we do have one more extremely important the question. Most, the most important. The most important. Tasha. I mean, I don't know if there is anything more important in the world than D- this. If you've made it to this point, the rest of oh. this has ma- is makes it worth it. All right. So no matter what your political views are, <laughs> no matter what uh, you think about the world or, you know, its leadership, answer me this. Which little legend tastes the best? <laughs> We need to know. Oh my god! Especially- if you were to pick, and you're you're very familiar. I, I I've oh, seen I'm very the, familiar. I, yeah, yeah. I've seen the TikTok. Right? You you can who? Okay, let's do this. Which one do you think tastes the best? And okay. which one is like the underdog? Which one do you think would be surprisingly tasty? Okay. Is that so what I you feel call like the we underdog? all would agree? Like probably the fuwa. Yes, the best, we right? would all agree with because that because it's, it's obvious. It's but it, it, it's sad and sad oh meat doesn't God. taste good. It Why tastes do we delicious? <laughs> In Germany, they have something called happy cows. You drink happy milk. It's organic. <laughs> Anyways, that that just reminded me of that. <laughs> I like to eat my happy pig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, who's who, who's your underdog, right? Because if you're like a hydro homie, it's the river sprite. Yeah, you gotta the be drinking sprite. some river sprite. That would be an energy drink right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the so I don't think you'd eat it. You drink it. Uh-huh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. It's um, the G fuel. I think of the fury horn. Uh, and the silver wing are all up there. But what about you? If you were to pick a, a second little legend, right? If you, if, if, if you were like at it, like an avant-garde restaurant, right? Which little, legend or a weird, uh, anim- like a weird, uh, one of those like clubs that's illegal and they serve like, ostrich Oh yeah. They serve egg. like mammoth. Yeah. Mam- yeah. yeah. <laughs> mammoth. Yep. Oh my goodness. Um, to eat. I'm trying to think here. Maybe the, the feather night oh yeah yeah bird, get some right it's <laughs> yeah. yeah get like, some buffalo ever, feather it's night chicken. it's basically chicken if yeah, you eat the feather night. some buffalo some buffalo style i want me night. i want me the the evil one the corrupted feather night so Ooh. it's just like glowing at night i don't know i feel like i feel like the feather night would be good because it's just a variation of chicken mm-hmm. i feel like it tastes very much like chicken Smart. it's like beyond chicken right yeah. it's like beyond, <laughs> but but it's but the chicken be- yeah the beyond day, chicken it- the the Riot Moore legend is going to be the most. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, totally agreed. Now, yeah. now we're never getting it because we're going to. That's that's the that's the that's what's holding it back. More more has it the art readied and made, but he knows that if it gets released, that we're going to talk about eating it, so he can't release it to the world. It's an ethical um, dilemma that we've created. For every little legend that gets made is now going to be taught. It's literally whenever they come out with new little legends, we're going to have a portion of an episode talking about where they stack. You know, on there the is list. a skin line where they like make them all desserts, right? So I'm, I'm fingers crossed we get something from that like sweet sensation skin line. That'd be mm. awesome. A dessert skin line, I would love that. Yeah, right. That'd be sick. I mean, I want we got the- desert and, and dessert. 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 Wow! That's what they did on t- uh, on our challenges. The desert <laughs> got the buff during the desert challenge. Nice. <laughs> Taking challenge. So good. Yeah. 
That's so um, awesome. But I mean, we are, I think the FUA is, is very quickly pulling ahead. Sorry, Wonder Mellow. I know you love the FUA, but uh, I also love the FUA and it's taste. It's delicious bacon. <laughs> so good. But that is going to be it for this episode. Ed Hatter, thank you so much for thank coming on for the show. Me. We loved having you on. And now is the time to sell out, shout out, plug whatever you want. This is the time you have the ear <laughs> of the people. Plug. Uh, yes, so you guys can find me everywhere at MadHatterXX3. Literally, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, Twitch. Twitch is the big one. Um, mm-hmm. DeviantArt. I don't know. I think I have something on there. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> Just look at MadHatterXX3 and you, you're going to find everything about me. Back up to when I was like 14. But we're going to not talk about Which was what, last year? or <laughs> Yeah, last year. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, guys, make sure you are following everything that Mad Hatter is doing. I'll have the links in the description for that as well as our stuff. Make sure you're going to discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. That is a place all of our links are housed there. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff is going to be there. Everything that we're putting out is there. And keeping up with the news, we've got a very active community. We've got all sorts of folks. And game nights. Don't forget about game nights on Fridays at uh, 9 Eastern at twitch.tv slash Giantslayer. Boop. Where can people find you on the internet when you're not here? Uh, At Boopasaurus Rex or Farmers Only. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> you can find me at Boopasaurus Rex. I don't even know where that was going. <laughs> you, you, you lost me, but that's okay. Dim farmers are going to know where I was going. Uh, I, I guess so. You lost me, but you know where you can find me? Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. It's where all the cool kids are, including Mad Hatter. But for Mad Hatter, for Boop, I'm the Blevins. That was episode number 28 of Little Legends Podcast. We'll see you guys next week we're talking about hopefully fingers crossed some set three stuff it's gonna be fun we'll see you then ready for whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.